Chapter 4. Don Quixote and Sancho Panza Have Some Strange Adventures The next two weeks were rather quiet at home. The priest and the barber spent long hours chatting with their friend, just as they had done in the good old days. Everyone thought the insanity was gone now. What no one knew was that sometime during those days Don Quixote had talked to a neighbor, usually a sensible man, and had filled his head with crazy ideas. His name was Sancho Panza. He was short and stout, a simple man who didn't know how to read and write. Sancho was a poor farmer with a wife, a son, and a daughter. He loved his family and worked hard. But now his neighbor, who knew a lot, was promising great things if Sancho went traveling with him. In the old days, Don Quixote had said, knights won islands and kingdoms. They gave them to their squires to govern. I plan to do the same with you, Sancho, if you become my squire. Sancho thought this over and over. An island to govern? He said to himself, I'd be rich. I'll never have anything if I stay home and work nonstop for the rest of my life. I can send money to my family from the island. So it was that, late one night, without saying goodbye to wife or children, niece or housekeeper, the two adventurers left unnoticed. Don Quixote was again on his Rocinante. Sancho rode the only mount he had, a grayish donkey he called Rucio because of its color. On his master's advice, the squire had taken big saddlebags full of food and other provisions. They rode all night and stopped only at dawn, when they were sure they couldn't be found. Sancho's mind was fixed on one thing, that island. How long would it be in coming? He wanted to know. It could be any time, maybe within six days, his master said. On the road again after a while, they caught glimpse of thirty or forty windmills, a common sight in those parts. Don Quixote thought this was wonderful. Look yonder, Sancho. There are thirty or more monstrous giants. I shall engage them in fierce combat, and when I win, Sancho, we'll be on our way to riches with the spoils. What giants, your grace? asked Sancho. Those yonder, those with the long arms, his master replied. But your grace, they're not giants. They're windmills, Sancho warned. There are no arms, just the sails going with the wind. It is crystal clear, Sancho, that you don't know what you're saying, Don Quixote affirmed. If you are afraid, stand to the side. Let me fight them alone. Master, master, they are windmills, Sancho repeated urgently. They are not giants, master. They are windmills, windmills. The knight didn't hear his squire's urgent cries. He rushed toward the windmills, challenging and insulting the big white things all the while. Just then, the wind blew, and the sails began to go around. You don't frighten me, he told them. At Rosinante's fastest gallop, he charged and lanced a sail. The wind made the sail go furiously. Horse and knight were flung to the ground far afield. Sancho rushed to help. God in heaven! Didn't I tell you, master? They were windmills? Hush, Sancho, my friend. Matters of war, more than others, are subject to change. Don Quixote told him. It was my old enemy, the wizard Freston, who turned the giants into windmills. 
He did not want me to win. May it be the Almighty's will, said a resigned Sancho, as he helped his master rise and mount poor bruised Rocinante. That night, the knight and his squire camped in a nearby forest. The next day, they headed for the mountain pass of La Pice. There would be a lot of adventure there, for sure. A couple of friars riding mules to Don Quixote, horses as big as dromardiers, were approaching. Behind them, but not with them, came a stagecoach, escorted by four or five horsemen. A lady, traveling with her maids, was on her way to Seville to meet her husband. Aha! I have them now, Don Quixote said to himself, and then to the friars, You wicked wizards, you won't be able to kidnap that lovely princess and her lovely ladies-in-waiting. Sir, we are two innocent friars. We haven't kidnapped anyone, one of them protested. That's a disguise, Don Quixote said, but you can't hide from me. The horsemen accompanying the women were not about to let anyone block the road. There was fighting, a tremendous free-for-all. Poor Sancho got a mean beating. The worst part, though, was when one of the horsemen, a huge fellow, decided to go after Don Quixote. It was clear that he intended to kill the strange old man, but as he was about to charge, he fell off his horse. It was the knight's day as he was ready to take revenge. "'Sir knight, we beg you, don't kill him!' the lady in the stagecoach cried. Don Quixote stopped, went to the carriage, and ceremoniously said to her, "'I am sparing the man's life, most gracious princess, only because your highness has asked.' He commanded the fallen man, You must go now to El Toboso to tell the most beautiful woman in the world, my lady Dulcinea, that I, the brave Don Quixote de la Mancha, defeated you to honor her. This was one more thing to bewilder everyone, especially the horsemen. Knights knew about paying homage to a lady, but he did not. And besides, who was this lady Dulcinea? Where was she? Neither the horseman nor anyone else dared to ask.